0: Good evening and welcome to Plan Lehigh Valley, the program where WDIY and its co-hosts, the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission, partner to discuss planning topics that affect our listening audience. I'm your host, Greg Caponia, and as always, we welcome our co-host, Becky Bradley, the Executive Director of the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission, and Matt Assad, its managing editor. Welcome, Becky and Matt.
1: Oh, Good evening.
0: Tonight, we have a really interesting program on the topic of regionalism. This evening, we're fortunate to have as our guest, Dan McCarthy, longtime secretary for the Lehigh Valley Partnerships of the Greater Lehigh Valley. And he has been promoting regionalism and the benefits of a unified Lehigh Valley vision. First, let's go to Matt. Matt, can you explain a little bit about regionalism today and specifically the Lehigh Valley's place as a region across the state and nation and why is that really important and
1: relevant today well it's it's especially relevant right now cuz there's literally 2 trillion dollars sort of going to be spent over the next several years you know from the bipartisan infrastructure law the Infl- inflation reduction act and the chips and science act and a lot of that is going to be doled out in competitive grants and in competitive funding You know, so we're going to be competing with cities and regions and other states. And, you know, being a region ourselves rather than just a bunch of, you know, 62 municipalities, it sort of not only creates more influence for us, but it keeps us from competing with each other. And even though it's relevant now, this sort of effort to become the Lehigh Valley has been, you know, it has been a multi-decade effort. And, you know, anyone who's been here longer than, say, 20 years knows uh, we used to be referred to as the ABE area, you know, a reference to Allentown, Bethlehem, and Easton. And a lot of effort has been put in by government and community and civic leaders to sort of unify the voice and to sort of become one Lehigh Valley. And in a lot of ways, it's, it's really a six-decade effort, you know, started in, in a lot of parts by the, the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission. And I think it's been pretty successful. You know, our place is one of the fastest-growing regions in Pennsylvania and one of the more desirable places to live in the country, very much built under the name of the Lehigh Valley.
0: So as a region, we have more power. We are the third-largest municipality, if you will, in the state of Pennsylvania, correct?
1: Or the third largest region. And, you know, if you look at the counties, I mean, I think Lehigh County is the 10th largest county and Northampton County is the 13th. So certainly uh, I think we have a little more power as a region and being the third largest region.
0: Dan, I think a lot of people have never heard of the Lehigh Valley Partnership. Can you tell us what it does?
2: Sure. Yeah. A lot of people haven't heard of the partnership because we really have taken a very low key approach to promoting the partnership itself. The focus has always been on, as Matt was pointing out, on the on the regionalism idea and the concept of uh, you know creating this uh, thought of the Lehigh Valley as place. So the 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 organization uh, is made up of the largest employers in the Lehigh Valley, as well as the two county executives and the mayors of Allentown, Bethlehem and Easton and then others uh, like Becky Bradley from the, uh, from the Planning Commission. So it's a great opportunity because of the makeup of the partnership to have a forum to have in-depth discussions on issues and opportunities. As I said, many of the early efforts of the partnership were focused on regionalism. There was, you know, frankly, when the partnership started in, in uh, 1985, there was a lot of low-hanging fruit, if you will, in terms of Things just being duplicated at the county and city levels, and uh, so the, some of the early efforts were around economic development issues, tourism, uh, that sort of thing.
0: So, what exactly would you say the mission is? Is there a specific mission?
2: There is a mission. It's pretty wonky, but I'll I'll read it for you. Uh, <laughs> the, the mission is to marshal the resources of the business community in partnership with the education, healthcare, and public sectors. To implement initiatives to improve the business climate and enhance the quality of life in the Lehigh Valley. So, what I would take away from that is that, it, that you know that it provides the opportunity for these folks to discuss frankly what you know what needs to be done, what the issues are, and then but also to focus on results rather than making points of uh, you know one one way or the other. And I think it's also important that. You know, many times you get these business groups together and they're focused solely on business climbing. Right from the beginning, the We Have Alley partnership has also been focused on quality of life. Uh, early on, it was involved in a business education uh, initiative uh, led by Ed Donnelly from Air Products. There's been a, a wide range of a wide range of initiatives over the years.
0: At this point, I'd also like to uh, welcome our friend, Tony Ionelli, President and CEO of the Lehigh Valley Chamber. Tony, how are you today?
3: I'm great. Thank you very much. Just got done uh, presenting at our small business council. So I apologize. I ran out full speed and here I
0: am. <laughs> That's quite all right. Tony, we're talking about regionalism, of course. Back to Dan. Dan, why is regionalism central to this mission?
2: Well, I mean, uh, clearly, uh, if you have, uh, you know, fewer organizations, you have one entity focusing on a particular objective rather than several, there's going to be economies of scale. And, you know, you're going to save overall, the valley is going to save money. In this case, however, as we've touched on, the creation of the identity of the Lehigh Valley, in addition to people knowing about Allentown, Bethlehem and Easton, was really important when you think about what the Valley was facing in the mid 80s. You know, it was, it was pretty well known that Bethlehem Steel, at that point, I don't know that we knew it was on its way out, but it certainly was losing employment and uh, influence in the Valley. And there were a lot of people focused on, you know, what comes next. And I think the what comes next is now where we are, right? We're a very diversified economy. Uh, Manufacturing continues to play a major role, even though, of course, more warehouses than we would like, but there also is a significant amount of manufacturing. In sure. fact, manufacturing levels are at a point that they were when Bethlehem Steel was was still in the valley. So the creation of the concept of the Lehigh Valley has made, has made it much easier to draw people, uh, businesses uh, looking to relocate. The LBDC has done a tremendous job of taking full advantage of that, and uh, you know we're we're in competition with a lot of heavy hitters, and uh, I think we're doing very well given our, as Don Cunningham says, given our weight class. That's
0: right. Speaking of heavy hitters, let's ask Tony a question. (laughs) Tony, unlike uh, the partnership. Which is formed as uh, a regional organization. The chamber had to merge a lot of local chambers, didn't you? How difficult was that to do, and about how long did it take?
3: Uh, it only took us twenty years. That's all. But uh, yeah, hey. Uh, but you know, as a result, the chamber, you know, we talked about that is very bottom-up organization because we had to, in order to get people, communities, if you will, hand over their chamber of commerce. You know how important a chamber of commerce is to each and every community, not only in terms of economics, but you know quality of life as was mentioned so it was a lot of uh, you know sometimes we're very critical of ourselves in the valley and say we're uh, you know we we tend not to partner but what the, it was just the exact opposite i i think we're as good as any community in this country in terms of saying look together we are better uh, we are larger we are more powerful Uh, You see the three mayors of the major cities working more closely now than ever. So we're not parochial like we like to sometimes think we are. I think we have done just the opposite. And again, it took time, but I think there was a lot of great leadership in this valley that felt that this was the future for the valley. And ultimately, everyone from a chamber perspective, everyone hopped on board and beyond. Uh, we do have alliances with Carbon and Pocono, so uh, trying to make sure that we expose business to other communities the best that we can.
0: So, Tony, when you're putting something like this together, do you do you end up ruffling a few feathers out there? And you know, what's it like? I mean, it's it's complicated. Each region has its yeah. you know little chamber.
3: Yeah, I'm a good news person, you know. So that was was hard at times, but I always say in the history of it, you always had two or three people who were adamantly opposed, and then you had a couple leaders who wanted it to happen, and then the rest. Uh, if you showed value, we had to show value, and you had to uh, be honorable. Uh, we've never uh, lost a partnership, so I think to that credit, in the sense that. Whatever we promised, we've delivered to the best of our ability, not with perfection, but to the best of our ability. So you build credibility, and uh, that way uh, it makes it a little easier as time goes on.
0: It's easier for us at the radio station to connect with all of the different entities that are under your umbrella. It's a real pleasure to work with everybody. Becky, in a lot of ways, the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission was the original regional organization in these parts. Can you give us a little history on how this all started with the Planning Commission?
4: Absolutely. Back in 1961, both counties uh, formed the Joint Planning Commission, and that was originally to prepare and adopt a regional plan or what planners call a comprehensive plan. And what's really interesting about that is at the time, there was a significant amount of federal money, um, not too different from what we see now, but for different purposes. Really, it was a reaction to that post-World War II period in America, where they were trying to uh, establish a highway system for national security. So our first comprehensive plan looked at where roads were going to go, and it has the plan for interstate. State 78 and for Route 33. And initial enhancements to Route 22, um, and even for MacArthur Road to become the highway commercial district that exists there today. But beyond that, it looked at jobs and the economy and housing and how that relates to things that at the time were considered amenities, like parks and our waterways and other things. And so we've continued that same mission. We are actually one of the oldest regional planning commissions in the nation. So the idea that the Lehigh Valley is parochial, and you hear that. I mean, Dan's mentioned that. Tony's mentioned, you know, we all have to deal with those kind of issues. It really isn't. Um, The Valley's been very forward-thinking for decades and decades and decades based on the formation of just an organization like ours. But I think it's allowed us to really have priorities for things like farmland and the agricultural economy for development of trail systems that support our not only residents and people who live here but now are being demanded uh, by employees and then businesses and are seen as critical to their brand so you know, that era of hard labor and convincing people that resiliency and sustainability and all these things were a priority um, has changed. And now it's commonplace to talk about those things. And even our business partners are looking to those assets as ways to uh, decide whether they're going to locate here, expand here. And people are moving here and staying here based on that. And it's critical, critical to our younger populations, as well as our older populations uh, that are looking for things to do beyond uh, just work. So I really, really think that our asset class is rich here because we've worked together for so long and prioritized that quality of life and that our economy just as the partnerships mission uh, prioritizes those, the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission's prioritizes those from not only an advisory, but from a regulatory perspective. And I really think the beauty of all three of our organizations, as well as Lehigh Valley Economic Development Corporation, Discover Lehigh Valley, the Workforce Board, Lanta and the other major regional uh, entities that you know do everything from business retention and recruitment to um, convention and visitor bureau and tourism things and workforce development and all of that transit, the real benefit of all of our organizations as we work together very closely and we recognize our role as conveners and collaborators and coordinators, and we have a common set of values. And I think those are just inherently high valley values. And that's what's kept us strong it allowed a region of our size to compete nationally.
0: I'd like to ask each of you if you can give us some examples of regional planning that's going on right now. Becky?
4: Well, that's sort of a loaded question for me, right? What is isn't going on right now? I think one of the um, most exciting things, and Matt alluded to this earlier, uh, is the fact that we've got over $3 billion that we're about to allocate out through our sister board. We're actually made up of uh, two, two boards, the Leah Valley Transportation Studies, our sister board for transportation. And that includes some pretty exciting new things, in addition to the bread and butter, maintenance, preservation, and safety things that we do for roads, bridge, transit, and bike and ped infrastructure. But it includes new funding for uh, carbon pollution reduction, Uh, So we can actually prioritize our air quality as part of our transportation system, which is super critical right now, given the growth in population-associated traffic with the business uh, community as well as people. And it positions us to look at things like deployment of the electric vehicle and alternative uh, fueling charging network. And it allows us to look at even smaller things that support Things that Tony's group does, like micro mobility, which is just a nerdy term for uh, we're going to create a business plan to see if we can do a regional bike share or scooter share or some combination thereof network. So there's some practical things that we are really looking to do, and we have a, some more resources to do that with, and that's super exciting.
0: Tony, from your purview, do you see things? Uh, you probably have a little bit different center of concentration, maybe.
4: Yeah,
3: but I wanted to comment on something that Becky said. I think that is a great point. And I think that really helps, and I'm adamant about it with our staff, that each organization, and there are really some great uh, organizations that are valley-wide, knows its purpose. Uh, when I first uh, when we partnered with Bethlehem, they were doing a tourism function. That's not our lane. That's not where our expertise is uh, in East doing economic development. That's not our lane. That's not our expertise. So we do community development because we want to – we say we're not only a chamber of commerce, but a chamber of communities, that we lift up communities. That's why we're on every main street, because it's not easy work, but we want to lift up not only business, but communities as a whole. So I love when she brought that up, because I think it's important that, that nobody's trying to duplicate services, uh, that if you know your lane and you're in your lane and you have really good organizations, uh, you can get a lot done.
0: Becky, this, this idea of regionalism is, is more important than it's ever been, right, for competition? For dollars. Oh, my gosh.
4: Yes. Especially uh, the way that Congress has prioritized nationally competitive grants. And there's more money out there than I've ever seen in the 25 years uh, that I've been a professional uh, planner. And so we aren't just competing as, you know, X community or Y county or even, you know, Z region. We're literally competing with the California Department of Transportation. So if we don't function as a region, we won't get funding like we were able to do with the Gray's Grant to close the gap in the DNL Trail and build a new connection uh, between Route 22 at Fullerton Avenue to Allentown. So, and I think too, the other thing that's that's critically important is the federal government is recognizing regions, and they're recognizing the power of collaborations. And that's what they want or they don't necessarily want to prioritize that investment. I think that was really poignant a couple weeks ago when the U.S. Department of Environmental Protection, who is allocating out millions and millions of dollars for carbon pollution reduction, said, well, we're all we're going to give a million dollars for climate action to the top 67 largest regions. Well, we're the 69th largest region in the United States. New Haven, Connecticut was the 68th. But we don't want to accept that. So we were gonna work with EPA to try to come up with some other way to get access to that funding. Um, And because of those advocacy efforts and because some states who were also eligible for the funding decided not to, to file their notice of intent, We were able to go and get a million dollars for climate action. And they're working with the Metropolitan Planning Organizations like the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission, Lehigh Valley Transportation Study. That's who they're looking to fund. Um, They're funding the Delaware Valley Regional Planning Commission in the Philly area and the Southwest Pennsylvania Commission in Pittsburgh. Um, They're not funding, again, city X, county Y. So at the end of the day, it's very clear that they're looking for partners that can bring together people in places, and that's how they want to invest. So this
0: is funding that you had to really kind of bargain for or fight for, and also it's uh, showing some initial success in your process, right?
4: I mean, uh, you have to advocate for the region that you represent. I think that's important. I think that all of our municipal governments, both of our counties, the region as a whole is incredibly important and incredibly valuable. So, you know, we really... Patrick Ose, our director of transportation planning, and I have been back and forth to Harrisburg a a number of times um, this year. In fact, going sometimes, you know, a couple times a a month and being on various meetings. But the carbon uh, reduction funds for transportation, there was an allocation that was given out by formula to each region. But we went and advocated and got tens of millions of dollars more um, because we were at the table. And you can't do that if you're just one borough or one township. Um, And so that's a big point of pride for us that we're at the table, we're well-respected, and we're bringing the money home. Uh, And I think that is really where your head has to be on these practical matters related to uh, implementation. People see us as a planning agency, which we definitely are, but we are a major implementation partner. There is no other regional agency that has the billions of dollars that we have to invest in infrastructure. And the federal government actually set up metropolitan planning organizations back in the 1960s when the plan, around the time the Planning Commission was formed to make sure that they had apolitical bodies to ensure that the transportation system was maintained and was functioning. And so a lot of the work that we do is planning that out looking short-term, mid-term, and long-term. We're the only agency that does long-term planning. So what are we going to need in 10 or even 25 years Um, and then we go build the partnerships raise the money and uh, try to then make sure that it's implemented we're an implementation partner but we work with tons of other people that do implementation as well so you have to set your ego aside on on these sorts of things and realize that the end game is success um, and it's maintenance of the amazing things that we have and enhancing those things that that we love and then bringing in those amazing things that we want. And I think it's not just our agency that works in that sector, but Tony's does, LVEDC does, Discover Lehigh Valley does, and that's supported um, by the business community through the partnership in the chamber and, and other groups, whether it's environmental groups or other things uh, that we also work with.
0: Dan, how can the business community help out in securing some of these huge amounts of money that are out there?
2: Good question. I mean, in terms of federal and state funding, the partnership really follows the lead of the county and municipal governments and, importantly, the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission. So we will write letters of support. We will make phone calls. We will pass resolutions supporting whatever the people who are in the trenches every day uh, tell us is the best way to attract uh, this uh, federal and state funding, and and Becky uh, regularly briefs the partnership uh, at least once a year, often more than that, on major projects that are out there. And uh, then there's a good give and take at those discussions about you know what priorities should be and uh, where the business community sees things going. So it is a uh, it, it's a very good a very good working relationship, as as Becky points out. And uh, we're making significant progress. One of the things outside of some of this funding, the funding issues, I think we've all, we're all now focused on workforce development. Uh, that's, that's an early, it was an early initiative of the partnership and uh, LBDC has done some great work around understanding what the workforce needs are in the Lehigh Valley and all of the universities and community colleges and even school districts are participating in some of this work. That sets us up for future growth, uh, as well as continued uh, improvements in the quality of life.
0: Tony, I know the chamber does a lot of work in this area. You bring everybody together. If you just still had a, a collection of local chambers versus the entity that you have now, can you tell us how much easier this might be?
3: Well, from the standpoint of having everybody in a singular organization, obviously, uh, we we have a board of governors, which is uh, Becky's part of. It's it's a huge organization. But what it does is it brings all the players in, all the leaders of the valley. When I say leaders, I mean leaders of large business, small business. I mean people of color. I mean what the 21st century is going to look like, a more diverse uh, leadership at the top. So, having a single organization where where not only are they independent in terms of what the needs of Hellertown are different than the needs of Slatington in a micro sense. But in general, overall, as both Dan and Becky have mentioned, the fact that we're all going in the same direction, the fact that we really see the progress we're making and are celebrating how good things are in this valley, not that we don't have work to do. So I just love, I marvel at the amount of leadership that we have in every community and in every sector, whether it's Hellertown, Slatington, uh, Emmaus, or the African-American Chamber, our LGBTQ Chamber. So there's a lot of players out there in these communities, and they're good, and they're into uh, working together to make the Valley a great place.
0: Tony, are you confident that the Lehigh Valley will get its fair share of the money that's out there?
3: Uh, as long as Becky's leading the, the drive, I'm very confident. I think she'll make sure that we do. And again, uh, you know, the partnership's a powerful group. So, uh, you know, we tend, as I said, we tend to be more entrepreneurial uh, in the sense that we don't get uh, public funding. So we're we're always out, you know, uh, bringing the Valley together, doing events and, uh, and creating income for us to employ 34 people across the Valley. But no, I have Tremendous confidence in the leadership of this valley. And again, particularly of Becky in uh, the Planning Commission when it comes to getting dollars that she's just talked about, much needed and much deserved. She'll make it happen.
0: Wow, Becky, that's a pretty easy job, right?
4: Sending you air <laughs> hugs, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know what I you know what I love is the fact that there's respect amongst all of us. And Tony had kind of built on that point earlier that we all get along, we all understand what our role is. Um, and I couldn't do what I do is effectively without the Chamber of Commerce and without you know the leadership of Tony and his team because they bring people together that I wouldn't have time to organize or to access, especially people in the small business uh, community and the mid-sized business community uh, that are often, you know, sole proprietors or only have a couple of staff and they don't have a lot of time to go out and do things. And Tony's group, understands that and they can bring them together and they bring them to the table um, and they get them excited about the region. And that helps us figure out where we need to spend our time on some of these larger regional issues. Um, And so I think those sorts of things are critical to all of our success. And I would say the same for the partnership, because it has uh, a lot of the larger businesses, the major corporations at the table. Uh, and the the cool thing is, is that the major elected uh, officials of the region, the county executives, uh, mayors, and other uh, folks are involved in all of our organizations. So we have that um, representation of the people throughout all of us, too. And so that provides that connectivity and continuity as well um, and brings the not even that I forgot to mention nonprofit sector as well as the major nonprofit leaders that are involved with all of us and our organizations, too. And so at the end of the day, we really are working in a cross, a true cross-sector collaborative environment. And I think that's why the Lehigh Valley is the Lehigh Valley. It is a single region, um, again, that operates off of a common set of agreed upon Mm -hmm. goals.
0: Well, with that being said, we are just about out of time. Dan McCarthy, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. My pleasure. Tony Ionelli, of course. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. And uh, Becky and Matt, thank you for organizing an excellent show. You've been listening to Plan Lehigh Valley on WDIY 88.1. If you joined us in the middle of the program or you'd like to hear it again, please go to WDIY.org and open up your free WDIY app and listen in again. I'm your host, Greg Caponia. Have a great evening.